Yeah. All right, uh, Chris, you're good to roll whenever you want. Okay, we're live. All right, what's up, everybody? Uh, so, episode nine of Wide Open with Chris Brandt. We're live here. Well, not live, but uh, we're uh, we're here at Heydays 2019, and Roscoe. Yeah. What's up, buddy? Dude, I, we got to this level. We're doing it. Dude, so. we have we have stepped up our game. Actually, you have. Yeah. Uh, we are able to be here and uh, be in front, of, in front of the fans, in front of the people. And today, we have our first live guest besides my parents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, Keith Curtis. We have... Uh, so, Keith, if uh, for those of you who don't know who Keith Curtis is... Um, you should. You probably live under a rock yeah, in the snowmobile world. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Yeah, uh, Keith, what's up, dude? How uh, glad to have you. Yeah, man, it's another year at Heydays. Always good to come here and meet and greet and see all my buds and see Roscoe with his pink shirt on with donuts and you know Brand just getting ripped every day working out in the mornings and just trying to keep up with these two. Man, I'm uh, so you're, you're talking about keeping up with me and I'm talking about keeping up with you. Uh, so <laughs> let's just dive right into this. So last year, Keith. Um, you know, let's go back two years. Actually, uh, we, you didn't have the dominant Keith Curtis year like you that were. Well, this is what's funny, right? This is the expectations you've you've put yourself at, right? Year right. before you win everything, just about. Yep. The next year, so two years ago, you you do really well. Um, didn't sweep Jackson, uh, and so uh, how how hard is it that? You know, someone looks at what you did at Jackson, and you're just like, well, I still want this and this and this, but, you know, you didn't have the pure dominance. And then this year, just come and knock everybody's socks off. Uh, talk, talk about talk about the mindset. Talk about what it's like to, to be in that position. Yeah, so, I mean, racing is uh, it's an interesting ordeal in, in the grand scheme of things. And um, some years are good, some years are better. And obviously I'm shooting for the best possible results ever. And you know, this last season, 2019 season was incredible. Was, I ended up with 32 out of 35 first place finishes, uh, all five points titles. I swept Jackson, uh, all the King titles. I, I did get a second and eight mods. So that means there is room for improvement <laughs> yeah. next year. Yeah. So, I mean, going from Jackson 2018 to Jackson 2019, just I had some sponsor changes, you know, and, and all that kind of reflects on how I do and um, and I reflect on how I do as well. I mean, it's not just sponsors, but sponsors have a big part to do with it and feeling comfortable on my product. And uh, this season, just everything came together. The course was technical. There was a lot of snow. The trenches were deep and, and the hills always gnarly. So, I mean, it's, uh, um, it's awesome to, uh, this year was a dream come true. I've always wanted to pull the triple crown at Jackson and it was it was incredible. I mean, incredible feeling, and just every all the stars aligned, you know. Well, I actually was watching the live feed. Uh, the Jackson Hole Snow Devils they do a great job of being able to for the people who can't make it, uh, being able to watch it live stream. And I tell you, I was more nervous for you than you were nervous. Uh, <laughs> and uh, what's what's so cool is uh, so I've I've got to to compete at Jackson and run the hill and. What what absolutely blows my mind is that you make it up every time. Uh, and not only do you just, I mean, that was always my goal. Man, I just want to make it. But you make it, uh, and it's it's tenths of a second that really matter. Uh, and, Definitely. And, and I think that's um, your comfort level 
at that. And, and that's something that we, we've talked about a lot on the podcast of being comfortable, being uncomfortable, right? Yep. And you are right on that verge of obviously you still need to make it, but then you need to be really fast too. Right. Yeah. And it's just like you, you guys in the backcountry. I mean, uh, except like on the race course, I feel as comfortable as you guys do climbing through the trees in the backcountry. I mean, it's just a matter of seat to getting the seat time and practice and, and feeling comfortable on that sled and knowing how that sled's going to react when you hit a mogul or when you go through a trench or if you tap a ski off of a rock or when you go through the rock garden and you know, your track's going to hit a rock and you're, you're compensating, uh, you're, you're, uh, forecasting before you actually hit something. So you, you hit a rock and you know, the sled's going to react a certain way and you react like the, the counter way of that. And you're, you obviously want to be smooth and fluent and work your way up the mountain as fast as you can. Cause yeah, sometimes it comes down to thousands of a second between a first and a second place finish. So you're leaving nothing for, you know, the second place guy to come and beat you. You want to win. Yeah. No, go ahead. Go. I'm just listening to you two roll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this, this, this is awesome. And, and, and Keith, uh, you know, there's in, in, I, I always get asked, you know, who's someone that uh, either you've looked up to or who you look up to in the industry. And, and I'll be honest, you're, you're a person that I look up to, even though you're younger than <laughs> me. And, um, you know, I, I, because I, I respect um, I respect talent and I respect excellence. And, and I think to be uh, able to dominate something that is that is hard and something that I can relate to. Um, I, I just have a lot of respect for that. And, you know, you and I, um, we're, we're, we're one of the few individuals that get to make a living in this industry, you know, one of very few. And, um, the only way we've been able to do it is, uh, a hard work, uh, and be, um, you know, being the, being the best. And, and so I think, uh, that's, that's, that's really cool. But, um, you know, rewind. Uh, what was the year? Let's see. I was still on Cat, and you came in, and so I'm grabbing my third place trophy at Jackson. I I've only made it up on a seven. I didn't know you got a third place. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that's what I've, I'm talking about. I've only made it up on a seven on a, on a six hundred. Okay. That's the only sled I've ever on a turbo. I was just an absolute crap show, right? I was. I in think the, everyone's seen the video. Yeah, everyone's yeah. seen the the video of me rolling in the crowd and all of that stuff, but. Um, so that year I'm at the awards banquet, all proud about my one trophy, you know, <laughs> and every class they said, uh, and, uh, 800 stock, Keith Curtis, 800 mod, Keith Curtis, King of Kings, <laughs> Keith <laughs> Curtis. I'm like, who is this dude? He's like 17. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, back then, no, no sponsors. You might as well have been wearing jeans like Brett Rasmussen out there. Right. Um, and so talk about a little, like the program has changed so much, right? I mean, it almost it, a little bit like Snowcross, right? You used to be able to be the weekend warrior, show up, go race. If you did halfway decent, you could even get on the podium. It is not at that level now. I mean, whether yeah. it's fitness, equipment, you're just Nutrition. your overall program, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot to it. I mean, watching the sport progress, and, and I'm fortunate and lucky to be one of those guys that has helped progress the sport and in a lot of ways from rider technique to – nutrition to working out to uh the whole realm of things to state of mind to uh having the best equipment out there and, and realizing how important that is to having the best equipment out there and uh moving forward 100 percent with confidence and equipment and yeah seeing the seeing the sport progress and watching um and being there and being part of it and seeing the athletes progress as well yeah. i mean I'll, I'll take some steps forward and the other athletes will take some steps forward 
and it's this constant, uh, constant game of progression. And that's just that's a great way to keep me on my tiptoes and keep to keep me propelling and moving forward. And it's nothing, no different than you with Ross and Kyle always pushing you. You know, these guys are always chomping at your heels and stuff. Yep. And and you know, just it's awesome. You look up to me, and dude, I look up to you guys. And uh, I mean, it's it's amazing to watch you three just feed off of each other all the time and grind up these mountains and stuff. And and Brian, you're the you're the OG man. It's uh, when we go ride in the backcountry, it is so fun to rally up with you on the side of a mountain through some trees and and try to get everyone else stuck behind us. Yeah. Well, and then so so let's let's talk about yeah. a, a real quick. We got a fun story. Uh, so. Um, Obviously, you love racing and hill climbing, right? Um, but I bet, I bet. Oh, hold on, I got an autograph to sign. What's up, dude? What's your name? Owen. Are you having fun at Heydays, dude? How old are you? Nine. You're a stud, dude. Keep ripping, okay? There you go, bud. Um, so uh, obviously, you, you 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 love the hill climbing side of things, but um, probably my my fondest memories is getting every time we get to ride, right? <laughs> right? I mean, how many times at the Polaris photo shoot when they're like, okay, guys, we got to reset and do some camera work. And Keith and I are like, okay, we'll be right back. <laughs> um, we got five minutes? Got that means 15 minutes, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So so the five, the five minute oh, definitely always turns for 15 minutes. And then we have the call in the headset of, thanks, guys. Then we get the call in the headset. Uh, we're ready. Yeah, we're, we're going to be just a minute. We're like on the backside of a mountain in a deep drainage, like flipped upside yeah. down. And we're just we're sliding down logs and, you know, putting these sleds to the ultimate test. Right? On, on, on photo shoot sleds. <laughs> on photo shoot sleds. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Uh, some of you guys might remember I posted. And it sucked because I, I wanted to post it. It was such a good video. But we had to wait until the, the 2020s were released. So last year, you, you and I, same scenario, right? Okay, guys, go go ahead and do your thing. Go to uh, we're we're re uh, setting up cameras, right? Yeah. And so you and I, we find this awesome drainage. You wheelie across this thing, get a little hung up, and I'm coming for you, right? Yeah, dude, your ski was touching my butt. <laughs> I literally <laughs> ran over Keith Curtis, yeah. and and it's so funny, like li watch listening to the GoPro shot. <laughs> I did not let off, and I knew I wasn't gonna not kill you. I mean, but it's like, and because all we I were kept both wide open. Yeah, all I kept thinking, I'm like, well, Keith wouldn't let off. I ain't letting <laughs> no, off. No, yeah. I think you're using my my tunnel for traction, <laughs> literally. Yeah. Your ski was on my butt. You're basically pushing me up this mountain, and Brand just had a little bit more momentum, and I had to end up turning out. And he's like, no. <laughs> I think I was like, no, and Brand was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, ah. Any anytime you can look down and see Keith Curtis, I do. I was like, yes, <laughs> yeah. this is working. And of course, I get back to Brown. I'm like, all right, let's go again. Uh, yeah. Take another lap here. Yeah. Never, never defeated. And it, it's just like, you know, we, we guys like us get to ride together very rarely. I mean, Chris and I ride every day or every, every once in a while guiding. But when we get the team together and all of us in the same, same realm, then oh. that's when it gets so it, – it's not like competitive, but it, you can feel it in the air. It's You're not like, competitive? No, it – 
it's not like like <laughs> I would say I would yeah, say yeah. it's competitive. <laughs> I would say it's freaking. It's like terrifying. <laughs> it is what, terrifying. what are we getting, going and, to get into? And the rule so. is is I always say you better be on the podium leaving. If you're behind the fourth <laughs> oh, dude, you're, you're screwed, done. Right. Like you're not making it. Yeah. So Ross, you you have a story, and, yeah. and you you tell this story a lot. So climb backcountry team ride. We get everybody to come down to Colorado, yeah. right? And we we love getting everybody down to Colorado because a we're at twelve thousand feet we're in sugar snow we're in our element right and everybody comes down dangerous there and is like oh dangerous. this this is terrible wow my sled doesn't run i can't <laughs> breathe and me and ross are just like yes yeah and so you 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 remember the line oh, yeah. you remember the day yeah. why, why don't you tell that yeah. story well i the day you and keith were on Stock stalkers sleds. 163s we're on a 74 he was on a 74 cheater yep. hey we swapped a little bit <laughs> yeah and, and i was on a 55 turbo i wish i wasn't on that sled because it made for a lot of work but you know you two took off i kind of got shuffled back and i was and i knew the hill i had that advantage i knew the hill yeah. we were going up and i'd been i don't know if i'd been out of the top before and i got hung up a twi a couple times getting up this hill and this and was a hill you did not want to get hung up on. No. Yeah. no. It, it was bad. I was, like, rolling my sled strategically, doing all these things. And you two made it up there, and you're sitting up there on radio. I can hear you every once in a while. And they're like, oh, we're, we're about to come now. And I get on the radio. I'm like, you two stay up there. I will make it. It was, like, the, everything I had. And I finally did it. But, man, I was... Toast. Brett and I were giving each other high fives at the top. Yeah, yeah. Well, listening to the carnage below. Oh, yeah. and, that, and that was what was so fun <laughs> about that about that hill was it. I mean, it was like the start of Erzberg, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it really was. A line of 12 dudes and just chaos. Yep. And and then and you know, Keith, this is this is the one thing that um, as I as I try to keep improving my riding, and we talked about this last night, we could do a whole po podcast with you, Keith, because right. there's yeah, a lot of fun things. To, yeah. But one of the things we talked about, you got to do Romaniacs on a dirt bike this year, which is one of it, well, after hearing it, it is the gnarliest event on the planet on a dirt bike, right? Yep, absolutely. And, and so, but one of the things that that um, I heard you talking about, and I could totally relate to, is is if you didn't pull the, the gnarly technical section clean the first time, it just starts the snowball effect is what you right. called it, right? right? And so when you have that snowball effect, it's exactly what happened to Ross, right? So you and I, luckily, we, we played our cards right, uh, had our, our, our momentum, our plan B, and we were able to, to pull the line clean. Yep. So when you can do that. One and done. One and done. We're, we're, we're conserving energy. We're high-fiving. We're laughing. <laughs> Just thinking about what Ross is going through <laughs> down yeah. there, yeah. Yeah, right? So, so you know, we relate it like so. Our battery, we went from a hundred percent at the bottom. Yeah, uh, we were at ninety. Right. right, we had we exerted some energy. Like, yeah. yeah, and so here's Roscoe <laughs> plugging into the wall. Yeah, because I'm jumping right. myself. <laughs> I'm at zero redlined. Yeah, and all, they're all sweating. They're all working hard, rolling sleds, trying to gain this elevation that is so hard to gain once a few of us riders go through. And that same goes for Erzberg and Romaniacs. Normally, those first few guys go, or first five, ten guys go, or whatever. They wipe off that traction layer, and it is slip slippery and gnarly and just hard to make your way through that same section especially on snowmobiles because we're trenching two to three feet sometimes yeah. and there's only a couple lines through the trees in some spots yeah, yeah. And, and once you wash into that lower tree Brant loves to do it to me i think he does it on purpose <laughs> these days he's like oh yeah let me just give it a little more gas right here takes all of it away and then you really have to regroup yeah like, when you trench down to the tree you're you're really leaving some some bad stuff oh, bad juju yeah, for the guy behind yeah. you 
Yeah, especially well, you guys in your Colorado snow, you get so <laughs> accustomed to it, and it's it's very challenging snow to ride. But in the end, it makes you a better rider. That's right. And you guys are so used to it, you know what the sled is going to react like. You know how to keep your momentum through certain things, and and that's ultimately what it comes down to is uh, just being comfortable and in your realm where you're at. Well, so um, so Keith, literally, we can do an entire podcast with you, um, and we're gonna have and to we, do that. We will. And we, we will. We need to do that. Uh, but yes, but we got we got some other guests that we want to get in here. So yeah. uh, I just wanted to say uh, thanks. I cannot wait. Uh, the next time you and I will get to ride will probably be the uh, 2021 photo shoot. Probably. Uh, I wish we yep. could tell you guys what we're gonna be riding, but um, it's. We, we got some, be? we got some fun <laughs> stuff. So, um, yes, Keith. Hopefully, we can uh, hook up together sooner, and uh, we'll go for a ride. But in the meantime, keep kicking everybody's butt, and uh, love watching it, man. Right on, guys. Okay, dude. Good times. Thanks, right. Keith. Appreciate Later, it, guys. All yeah. right. So, uh, Dan Let's Adams. Go. Dan Adams. We have. So Keith. Keith was calling me the OG. But we have. Uh, we we have actually have the OG. We have a stack field. I don't know if you can hear in the background, but those are the those are the Anderson boys just pinned out the on the Heydays track. Yeah, it's uh, so much cool stuff, fun stuff going on. Uh, again, we're at the climb booth, which is right outside the track where they're uh, they're doing races over there in the UTV class. And uh, Dan Adams, what, what is up, buddy? Bring it in. What up? How, how's that volume? You good? It's perfect. Oh, good. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, those things. Uh, well, Fox is not going to enjoy themselves all day. <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> hearing Stephen that. Stephen Clark's right? like, is this our whole day? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Dan, um, man, we have so many great things and fun things to talk about. Uh, we, we Again, another person that we could spend an entire podcast or an entire day talking stories. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the coolest things that uh, that I love about Heydays is getting to hang with, with, with our boys, right? Yeah, with, absolutely. And, and, you know, last night we... We just we sat and told stories, listened to Keith's crazy Romaniac story, and I love it. And, and you know Dan, you're coming off of uh, well, three weeks ago you were in Chile with uh, with me. I loved it, and, man. And uh, so uh, a lot of people, and that's probably the number one question we get when we get to heydays because everyone was following the our, our social feeds and, and just like, man, how was how was Chile? So. Dan Adams? Yeah. How was Chile for you? It was uh, it was truly an amazing experience, Chris. Uh, you guys, this whole operation between what you guys do and what I already kind of expected out of the BBA crew, but then the people, the food, the lodging, and obviously the adventure of just getting there and doing all of those things. You know, I've, I've been to Russia riding six different times, one of those times with you. Uh, so getting to ride on the you know, some volcanoes and do this stuff in the middle of, well, tail end of July, first part of August. Uh, I didn't get my August, which <laughs> that's reasons why I've got to go gotta back. Got to go back. Got to go back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it was just it was so much dang fun. And I've told everybody that beyond the experience of all of that, you and I never get a chance to just have four days of, you know what, let's just go snowmobiling. Yeah. You know, you and I, have, we've known each other for 20 something years. And it's like every time you and I are around each other, there's a camera in our face. There's something going on where it's we get to sort of say, hey, what's up? And then, hey, are you going next? Okay, perfect. Like, I'll, I'll go do this and you go do that. It's always been something specific. It's never just been, hey, let's just go ride. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and and that was definitely the most enjoyable part for me was we we got we got to ride as buddies yeah. down there. And yeah. and what what's, what's so awesome, Dan, is and so uh, you and I have been able to make a living at uh, showing people what – 
uh, why, why we love snowmobiling so much and and uh, basically showing our passion through our craft on the snow yeah. and um, that was talk about the, so that first group I mean they had two of the best teachers in the world right yeah. and and I, I I I'll never forget this part so where we come out of this this really fun drainage and we get back up to the road and, and we had been doing this this line um, I'm a drill sergeant out there and and I I do not take breaks and I drive these guys to uh, the brink and they hate brand and then, yeah everyone thinks they want to ride with me and then after three after one day they're like maybe we should go ride with Ross and I'm like yeah he's a lot nicer but so we had gone bombed off of this road all the way down to the bottom turn around come back up multiple times yeah, right and the so clients clients you could tell they're getting a little tired so you and i we rip down there we come up we high five you know and we're watching everybody come down and we got eric bud right come coming up and and it's really cool to see uh, eric's been riding with us for three years now and to see his progression is Certainly. just awesome but we we got Eric to the brink. I know right where we are right now. It's <laughs> yeah. so good. Yep. And so so Eric's coming up and we're looking at him, we're cheering him on, and all of a sudden you can just see he's getting a little tired, eyes are going down. Yeah. And he goes to, he turns that sled on the left on the left ski and goes and grabs the mountain bar, gets the butt out. I mean textbook butt out, out hug. Hug, right? <laughs> That's it. And Dan and I, Dan's description of this was the best ever. Dan, I, I want you to describe, tell tell everybody how you described that. So it reminded me, the way you and I reacted to him grabbing that mountain bar was like a couple of like healers on the back of like a cowboy's flatbed. Like you got close to the truck. I mean, we were like, what? Oh my God. And we just were like barking run, 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 run. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, running. He gets to the top and he's just like on his last breath and you and I just no mercy whatsoever. What was that? Yeah. Just you go, know you never touched him out. Oh, we just went nuts at him, dude. Ah. Just like a couple of vicious dogs, man. So, uh, yeah, cool experience uh, for a lot of these guys. Remember Cade up on the hillside saying, you know what? I got... You know, Chris Brandt, Dan Adams teaching me all of these tricks and tips and things along the side hill. And it's like, for those guys, man, what a memorable, memorable time. It was so awesome. Yeah. And, so. and, and then you, you know, I guess, I guess another one of those memorable moments for me with you down there is end of day two. Guys are tired, oh, but yeah. day two is is, just, is the huge building day, it right? Is. Day yep. one is trying to forget uh, about the bad habits you have, trying to incorporate all of these things. That it's it's a frustrating day. Day two is where we really get better, and uh, you know, we took them to to the to the point of no return, right? Yeah. And and th- and we got them into uh, a position where you have to do it, or the sled's going to tomahawk you, roll over you. And but it's it, it was all the things we had been working on, working up to that beginning of the day and yeah. and to, to see everybody you know and, and so kind of to, to back up we took everybody to this big wind lip that uh i made them basically force them to go on a controlled downhill descent on yep. and paneling out the snowmobile that's right um and it's just it's it's incredible to see the look on their face when i say okay this is what we're doing <laughs> and, and they're looking at each other like he's not serious right and <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and 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 but then i got i got my my reinforcement dan adams saying hey get get over there yeah get going yeah. and you could see some of them how they were like oh this is just going to be for the guys that want to do it <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you got kelderman and sean and even eric budge is like way back he's like i'm going to just film this and, and we're like oh uh, no, actually this and is Dan's the, got way. the whip like <laughs> yeah 
get get over there. Yeah. It was great, man. That teachable moment, uh, like I had told you in one of my posts, man, a really memorable spot for me. Because uh, you got to know, like I had said, we, we get a lot of opportunities to talk. We get very few opportunities where we're on snow together. And when we are on snow together, it's, you know, let's go shred. Let's go do this. So seeing you and Andrew and how you guys interact with your customers uh, and what positions you're going to put those guys in because, yeah, uh, I say it all the time back home. It's not next level. Let's stay the same clinics. We have to push you outside of your comfort zone. And you could tell that that was the the limit. You could see that 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 was the coping of the vert ramp of their comfort zone. They were like, okay, I'm going to do what now? And they just listened to instruction and the success from that. And even though there were some little failures within that, you watched everybody ride away from that and. They were chest out, they were breathing, and they were like, that was awesome. Because yeah. I might have gone into that with sort of shaking my head like, nope, this isn't happening. And when it did, that's how you build. That's another building block of confidence. Yeah. yeah. So one, one thing that I really enjoyed, I, I loved the riding part, of course. But, um, you know, one thing that has really changed in my business over the last three years is our focus on, on teaching. Yeah. And um, you are... You are BE Lee. I mean, I your your business model, what you and your crew do. Uh, I mean, you guys are, and we send a lot of people to you that aren't yeah. quite ready for us. Um, but you know, one of the things that uh, you know, I I think that what's really cool about you and I is the dynamic that we have. Is it would be really easy to um, to work against each other, right? right? Um, but we have both uh, just basically agreed, like, man. I love what Dan does. I love his craft. And I've taken things from what you, how you teach, yep. and I've incorporated it into mine. And yep. and vice versa, right? You've been able Absolutely. to use some things that, that we do uh, and, and incorporate that into your program. And so I think that's what's really, was a really enjoyable part for me is you knew exactly what I was saying. You could have finished my sentence and I could have finished your sentence. And, and that, that, I think that's what's so important for, you know, all of these people who wonder like, man, is it worth the money? to go see these guys yeah. and and I think um, that's what we work so hard to prove that's right, right? Yep. is is that we I mean both of our goals um, and and ours at BBA is very simple we we guarantee you will leave with a skill set as long as you give me the effort that's right you will leave there with a, be a better skill set and you will look at terrain completely different when you go home yeah nearly word for word you'll get out of the clinic what you put into it right you yeah. know what I mean you you come fresh off the couch with a potato chip diet you're putting into the clinic what you're gonna get you you have to train for this. That's why I love the, the way the feeds have been going and you guys are prior to riding out hitting the gym. And it's just, it doesn't come just because what? We have lightweight snowmobiles. Like right. we have to put time and effort into this. You and I aren't 20 any longer. So we work out and we, we push this as hard as we can. Back to your point about our businesses and the way they work together. I think that there is a perception that between BBA, Next Level and any other type of clinic that's out there, between you and I, the way we have diversified our companies, it does. It works almost hand in hand. Like I have to have BBA. I have to have you uh, in terms of like where another level is. You guys want to see what it looks like to see the wings on the fly? Like this is it. This is this whole sport in fast forward. And I love that. So the, the guy that's the intro, he's trying to build that foundation. Yeah, that's, that's my that's solid. You, dude. That's my business plan. Yep. That's the guys that, you know what? I want to get this guy or gal super confident in just those intro movements that's going to really let them understand what is happening 
where their body needs to be on the sled to get it to do what it's going to do. Yeah, and so. and I mean, I, I think that's what's so – and I think the here, here's what's, what's so awesome is the way we know that all the work and effort that we're doing is working is – when I get a client who says, yeah, I've been to Dan's a couple of times and now I'm at yours. Yeah. And, and it's like, oh, that means Dan is doing his job, right? It, 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 it wasn't, the guy came to the experience and said, ah, yeah, it was okay. Yeah. And now I'm going to go do my togety thing, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. And, and so, um, I, and I think it's, it's as important for us to ensure that these people have the experience that they want so we can keep bringing people in yeah we got to continue to drive the sport uh we know how many people are involved within the industry and i think it's uh, a big part of what you and i do not uh, what we do not only for the companies that we represent but it's it's the involvement of you know being at events like this and letting people know that you know that is truly what you and i are all about like we have jobs and can consider ourselves professional snowmobilers and it's because we've built a business around allowing us to ride yeah we have customers that come, they pay for you and I's knowledge of what we do on snow. And all we're doing is just, well, we're continuing to per, you know, perfect our craft at the same time, but we're allowing people in on the things that took you and I so many years to perfect, right? Yeah. And it's just, what a fantastic world, man. Yeah. So 10 years for me, 12, 13 for you. You've been doing it a long time, dude. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, so. and, and it's it's cool. and. Uh, again, when we when we do the Dan Adams podcast, we we need to rewind back to and, and talk about sled neck days. You oh know, both, both, both both you and I. That so we'll we'll save that one for another one. Uh, but uh, real quick, I got one more topic for you. We got, uh, we got time. You, I, you're good. Okay, I I have to. I'm going to already apologize. Oh my god! Here we go. So unfortunately, uh, I gave Dan Adams the disease. Yeah. Ah, God, I already know what this is. The, the lightweight the disease. The lightweight disease. Right? Yeah. So yeah. last year, last year you, you took it, you took it about it, almost as far as you could. Yeah. Right? So car- carbon skid. Yeah. Uh, we did some tie. We did the seat tank. We did, I mean, yep. so cut tunnel. Oh, right? man. Yeah. So good. I, how many, I don't know how many conversations we had on, on the phone. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, so this. I did this last year. I would do it this way this year. Yep. So t- tell me about it, bud. How, how, how's it been? So exactly. So I oh, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me set you up one, one more way. Two years ago. Here it is. You built a, that's one, how I was going to, right? Yeah. Yep. Two years ago, you built what you thought was the unicorn sled. It was, uh, tell me yeah. what it was. So built a 174 big turbo sled, biggest turbo. I mean, all the fanciness, uh, you know, 250 horse and just. Well, for what it was, right, a pretty incredible machine. Yeah. But my God, you're just so much work for a little guy like me, you know, trying to make sense of something that big, you know, did it have power? Did it float? Did it, you know, in a straight line, was it unreal? And it was literally coming out of my hands. Terrifying. Yeah. Voke, but, Voke tune, Voke 250 tune, horse. Yep, yeah. Yep. Yep. But all of those things, you know, three inch chain case, like, I mean, big power and all it, all it really was to me was just a ton of work. Sure. And so go from that to getting a chance to ride in my opinion still the lightest you know axis that that i mean it's the it's the lightest thing that we've ever seen or been on the snow with i mean jenny craig was one of the stupidest snowmobiles that was i would have 
only hope to be able to ride it longer because <laughs> yeah. when I first got on it, I was like, that thing is, I mean, it's in a league of its own. It's, it, it would take a while to really get used to harnessing such a lightweight machine with that kind of power, non-turbo, right? Yeah. It was just incredible. So, well, that's, for, that's what was funny about that day. You, you had your, you had, I had uh, the sled that day. Yeah. You had your big sled that day and I was riding my little, my little gun show, right? I mean, we were on the climb ride. Oh, yeah. Everybody had their turbos and I bring my, my, Yep. Stage four, Jenny, Jenny Craig. Yeah. The bunny hop sled. The bunny hop sled. That's what it was. Yeah. What's so, so crazy about that is that was a 2017, and we're still talking about it. Yeah. Like, Oh, it's and, still and, easily the most talked about yeah, snowmobile. And, and so. we continue to talk about it, and holy cow, it, it was so much work to build that thing, but what it did just like, baffled me, no matter if Chris was on it, when Dan hopped on it, anybody that knew what to do with it hopped on it, it would stop the show and so after building this sled last year so i took a 155 what you got you're good you're good so i took a 155 uh put a next tech carbon skid thanks to you uh just learning from you know from what you had built and just trying to take you know and i didn't go the full route with the milled clutches and there's definitely a lot more things i could have done to make shenanigans a bit lighter but it was it was all that work and all the effort was so worth it for the climb back into team ride when you went out and just did what I consider like, you know, this right to left sort of orbit looking hop over <laughs> and just come back and you just stop, hit your brakes, give me a fist pump, awesome sled. You got to know, buddy, like for me, like watching you guys build these sleds over the years, like to know that I put something together that you were just like, yep, I got my sled to ride. And just, <laughs> just take off. Like yeah. I was so amped with that. And uh, yeah, I, I, I have the disease. Like, all I'm looking forward to right now is, you know, what sled are we going to put this, you know, we're going to put this thing together again. What carbon, what tie, and I'm just, I'm now the spokesperson for, you got to make it light, man. Yeah. The effort that it takes to get these things done, uh, I'm just truly way more about the weight savings than I am about just the big, big power anymore. Yep. And it's, uh, it, it really has changed my focus uh, on, on my sled builds. And it, again, you know, all of that. All of the sled stuff is purely driven for what I want to accomplish as a rider. Yeah. Because my riding over the years has changed. Certainly. And it doesn't matter uh, what that riding is. My goal is to be the best. So when I was doing freestyle, uh, I did whatever I needed to do to go win X Games gold. Yeah. Right. Yep. And then and then it shifted to uh, much like what a Kasturki is doing right now, where I'm going to be a part of Slednex, and it has nothing to do about going doing lines. I am going to go. I'm jumping over houses. I'm doing freaking hopovers. I'm doing all of these things, and uh, and that's what I my focus was to be the best on there. Yeah. Right. And we always talk about how to get sponsored or how to do all that differentiating yourself from everybody else yep my and and so it's it's so cool to see for me how you know i like changing it up yeah. i don't want to just keep doing the same thing because it because it, it gets stale yeah and so you know my goal as a rider now is i love looking at the mountain and i, I hear this from clients all the time i'll never forget i had a client who was a really good rider last year and he's like i'm starting to figure you out I'm really starting to figure it out. You look at the most a-hole line, yeah. and you go up that. Yeah. And that's – I love that. Yeah. I love that there is a 50-50 chance that I am going to be upside down in a tree any second. Yeah. And But if I do everything right, I'm going to make it. That's right. And that is – you know, that's why I build the lightweight sleds Yeah. is because I want it not to be 50-50 – 
I want it to be 70 30. Yeah. Then I have a better, I have a better chance. Coming up with what those numbers yeah. look like. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I watch these processes in Chris, like when you're white, and he, he looks up and he's totally true. He's like, okay. So here's the path of least resistance. Like this is where maybe an animal will go. Well, well the heck with that. Yeah. <laughs> because here's this line that has so much risk involved, but the reward at the top of it is being able to either stay up there and listen <laughs> or to come back around and just see this track where you're like, yeah, that's not supposed to happen. Yeah. And I really like watching that too. That's awesome. And what people, when you ride with Chris, if you follow him up a line, he goes, Oh, good job. So, like, what'd you do? I'm like, oh, I went line for line. He's like, oh, you're a track poacher. And then if you're like, oh, I took my own line, he goes, oh, you went the easy way. I'm like, That's is right. there That's any right. way I can just get some yeah. uh, some congratulations up here? <laughs> <laughs> so perfect. Well, and so true. You're yeah. a track poacher. Oh, yeah. so I get it. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, I and Ross has been doing this long enough following me where he knows the times where it makes sense to follow and then he really knows the time to get the hell away from That's where right. I am. Yeah. The the beauty thing is is Kyle's just young and dumb. <laughs> and and he loves going line for line yeah. and and I know I'm like listening and I'm like, "Oh, he's getting to it." And then all of a go whack tree <laughs> upside down and then I'm like, "Wait for it. Wait for it." On the radio, uh, yeah, I'm gonna need a little help down here. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna change seven pair of gloves. I'll be yeah. back in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Fantastic, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, um, so Dan, again, uh, we we now we need we owe our viewers a or listeners we owe them a Keith Curtis yeah, well, I, uh, podcast. We owe them a Dan Adams podcast. Uh, I wanna, I just wanna say thanks for for coming Absolutely. and uh, spending a little time this morning with us. And then we're, we're going to get Andy Thomas on here. I think he's around. He's right there. Oh, yeah. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Um, but, again, dude, I just I just want to say it's uh, you're you're a great representative of the sport. I, uh, I love to call you a friend. And, uh, you know, it's what 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 we've all been able to do uh, for, for the people in this industry and everything. It's... Uh, it's because you know guys like yourself, and and uh, you 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 truly love it, and yeah. and we w- we couldn't do this if we didn't love it, and uh, very true. And, and it's funny when we get a lot of these people who come by like, how is chili? Yeah, there's no way. How do you like snow that much? Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's funny. I mean, I just can't. I just can't wait to get down there in July. Yeah. You know, yeah. I had, I had my four weeks of summer. That's yeah. all I need. Well, I certainly thought I got my fix. And by the time I landed on the plane, I was like, man, can I just get a return trip right yeah. now? And it might just be a one-way ticket. Like, it's, it's funny when you're down there, right, after the first day, and you said this, you're right back into snow mode. I'm just mode. into snow mode. <laughs> I was just literally, like, putting on my gear, and I'm like, it's winter. I mean, to come home and jump on the hot asphalt again and... You know, I still have a blast in the summertime, but my gosh, man, it was so cool. You just, you immediately just go into that almost like illusion that, yeah, it's winter. Let's just, let's just get after it. So, yeah. and a lot of fun. Those guys that went and rode with you two in Chile, they they knew it was pretty cool, but I don't think they knew the level of how cool that was to have you two working together. I tried to get Brant to like let me pay my way down there, but he wouldn't <laughs> even. I couldn't even go. I had to go later. So pissed. <laughs> so, uh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, you know what? To re- reiterate with you guys, dude, Chris, same deal, man. Uh, I would say it to anybody. It, the, 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 the time that I have spent in snowmobiling, um, whether it was 
because I thought it was just a fun thing to do. And you, you, you and I have the same sort of parallel lives where we snowmobiling was a passion. Uh, it all of a sudden became this, you know, it was a hobby, but then it was a hobby that would kind of pay for itself. And now it's turned into this full blown where it, it is what you and I do as a career. And it's, it's an amazing deal. But I would say it to anybody, man, beyond all of this, beyond the sponsorships, the places we've been able to go ride and all of those things, it's the relationships that I have created along the way that have made made what snowmobiling is to me is the friendships the people that i have been able to connect with the families the going on the trips the vacations all of those things but the core relationships that we have built because of this sport is what has made it a true life yeah so. it's uh we are pretty blessed and uh very i'm very thankful for it absolutely yeah awesome cool. thanks dan you thank bet you, dan. thank you ross appreciate it yep all right next up on deck andy thomas <coughs> wheat what's up dude Oh, just another day. Hey, days. Yeah. It's crazy. It's already here. Quick it, summer. It was a quick summer, wasn't it? Yeah, you didn't have a summer. You I, went straight to Chile. I didn't. It was crazy. We My last day on the snow in Colorado was June 24th. And I don't know if you saw that video, but it was like, pow. Oh, yeah. I saw pow. it. I was jealous. I was hating on you so bad. We, <laughs> we could have had the climb back and team ride end of June. Yeah, we could have had another one. Another one. <laughs> yeah. That's what we should have done. And so, yeah, uh, I had a, had a few weeks off and then went to Chile. And uh, now it's heydays, bow hunt, and then it's here again. Yeah. You know? So uh, I, I, I saw you commented on my post the other day that you're ready for bow hunting. Are you, uh, yeah. are, are you, uh, are you a bow hunter? A big time. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yep. Well, it's, it, it, talk about, talk about another super challenging sport, right? That, uh, that is very humbling. Uh, you get punished when you make mistakes and, uh, can be very frustrating and re- rewarding at the same time. Yeah, for sure. It's just like, you have to read the animals, learn how they live, learn everything about them. And then they still outsmart you. Yeah. They have the advantage. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. And that's, what's fun about it. It's just the challenge of doing that is so much fun. So, yeah. yeah. Well, let's, well, let's talk about your program. Uh, for those of you who don't know Andy, he's, uh, a very successful racer on the Rimshaw circuit. Uh, many of you might not know that he's an absolute ripper. Uh, <laughs> in, savage in, tree in, rider. Savage oh, in, in the backcountry. Uh, it's been really cool. Uh, I got I got some fun stories about you. And, uh, <laughs> what, the first time we rode, do you remember? Island yeah. Park, right? Yeah. It was when they released the Axis, right? Yep. 16? Yep. 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 And, <laughs> and I remember it was you and Ju- Justin. Yeah. And, and we had we had a pretty stacked crew that day. Really stacked. Tony yep. Jenkins. We had a few really fun guys. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and, and I was... I always love when I get to go to a, an area like Island Park, for example, low elevation, a snowpack, right? Yeah, and yeah. I'm just like, I'm gonna go destroy these guys. And <laughs> yeah. and what one thing I remember is you you guys were awesome because you were very inquisitive, right? Like, yeah. hey, when you're when you did that right there, what what were you doing? And and I I really love that, right? Yeah. I mean, I. I, I enjoy getting people stuck, but I enjoy more seeing people make it yeah. and, and success. And so, uh, tell tell me what what your thoughts were on, on that first ride there, because oh, because you we had never ridden together. No, it was insane, and I had always wanted to ride with you. We kind of just showed up, weren't invited, you know, kind of just showed up. I think was Jared Sessions there. Yep. Yeah. So we came with him, and 
it was really cool. We're like waiting all morning to go riding, but of course you had to talk to everybody and like do <laughs> your program's a little slow yeah. in the morning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyways, and then we go and we're just like, and me and Justin grew up riding gnarly stuff just like that. So we didn't have any issues, but we get up in there and we're excited, you know? And, uh, if you're not on the podium, then you're probably like running through ruts <laughs> and logs and we're just trying to make it there, you know? So that morning was pretty crazy. It was a lot of fun. And I do remember asking you, I, I can't remember what you did. I think you just dropped in and turned around and came back up. And it was something that I had been struggling on with not make, take, making enough momentum in my drop in and then always getting stuck coming back up. So I'm just like, hey, what do you do here? And you, I remember you told me, I'm like, oh, gosh. Oh, that makes sense. It makes so much sense. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was that was that was crazy. I'm glad you brought that up. That was a lot of fun. Well, that that was a lot of fun. And 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 again, you know, something and we talked about it with Keith just a few minutes ago is to th- think back uh, many years and see where Keith's level was and to see. Uh, I get the question a lot, like, you know, who who can hang with you? I get that question a lot. Yeah, I'm and sure. I, and and uh, you know, you I think of the Keith Curtises. The, the Luke Rainies, they got my you know my team my guys because I, I whip them into shape and, and lo- <laughs> forced <laughs> forced yeah yeah forced into um, shape and and then and then you know and then I fast forward to uh, so our climb backcountry team ride this year where we had a, a ton of fun on the vintage ride right yeah um, and we got to so do that but then and then the one of the most terrifying rides I've ever been on uh, right after at, that right after that right. Yeah. And it, and it wasn't necessarily that the the terrain that was terrifying. It was the snow conditions that we had with the terrain that we were in. Dude, I I know. <laughs> I was yeah. sidling right below Keith, and uh, you know how it kind of creates a roost there, and the snow was just snowballing, creating huge snowballs. It pitched you down the mountain, didn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was right behind Keith, and he's riding, and all of a sudden this snowball starts tumbling like 20 feet above me, and it, it grew bigger than my snowmobile by the and it smoked my sled the worst spot ever it was this huge ravine my sled just started tumbling and luckily it stopped i look back and ross is like chilling back there and he's like hey hey hey, watch out and we look up and matt and his sled is just tomahawking down the hill and uh it missed my sled by like five feet, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is Jackson without the hill help." Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, and no catch fence, no, no catch fence. Yeah, <laughs> the trees were the catch <laughs> fence. Yeah. yeah, so his sled like goes down and it stops in some trees, and then mine is just barely holding on. It has a stab ski. We move it barely, and it just starts tomahawking down the hill, and it lands on Mad Sled and breaks <laughs> his hood. Yeah. <laughs> and so just carnage of the backcountry team ride, but. And we're talking, we're talking about not being on the podium when you all leave. Yeah. Like, that was the definition of it. Yeah, but I started yes. in the back. Yeah, but you, like, <laughs> kill switch people as you go by. And, <laughs> Pull like, their tether. Yeah. I was back far, and I, I come over the crest of this hill, uh-huh. and Matt's sled is tomahawking. And then three minutes later, Andy's sled. I'm like, I'm, you know what? I'm going to stay here. We got one more day to ride, and I don't need to get... I'm going to chill right here. Yeah. I, re- like, I remember going across that hill, and... It was a hill, be, just like you said. So, the guys had gone through it. Yep. And it was a type of snow where it was, it was. Uh, we had about six to eight inches of soft snow on top, and then just hard, slippery snow. Yeah. And I was on. I decided to ride a chaos. I was riding a, a 55 chaos. And I remember going across that, and it wanted to high side me so bad, and I was just on my tiptoes, praying that it all worked out. And I remember I it started to wash out, and I just 
I pinned it, closed my eyes, and somehow like it turned straight up, and I luckily had eyes up, and I, then yeah. I just went straight up, and I was like, oh thank God, because and then I, I mean I knew exactly where you guys were hung up, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and so what's crazy about that hill though is so, so then we have a little separation, right? We I have we have myself and Luke and Keith, Keith. Cole, Cole actually made it up there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so we get up, up to the top and we're radioing down to you guys and, and we, we know it's a mess down there. So <laughs> we're coming down and what the whole way as I'm making my way down there, I'm like, I got We got to go down that hill that I was terrified oh, to go yeah. up. Yeah, did you, I remember did that, you get to see me get freaking oh, yeah. ragdolled? Yeah. That you were like so a helicopter finally. blade. <laughs> It was sketchy enough that we told you guys, don't come help us yet. Let us get out of the way. And so we go down there and we get ready for the show. <laughs> and so and so here's what happened, right? <laughs> there was very few places to go down. Luke goes down and takes all the, all the fresh snow. Well, and we went down before Luke. Yeah. And yeah. so then Keith goes, when you went, there was no snow, just ice. And, and it was, you know, we teach this. Every time you can never go downhill on two skis, you'll go too fast. But the conditions, you couldn't go on edge. No, if the, you wanted it, we you were gonna edge, die. You were either gonna panel out and die, or stab a ski and die. Yeah, you were dying. You were gonna <laughs> die. <laughs> you were gonna you die. You were gonna sure. <laughs> and so, so that's so Ross just said yeah. it. So I'm I'm looking down there, and I'm like, I am gonna die. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but there was no other option, no other way to get down, and so. Here I go. I'm going down on two skis, and I'm it's it's like this luge, and and I'm like, oh god, I just got to get on the other side of this. It, it was like it was like a big willow, but I swear to God, the branches were about four inches around. I yeah. mean it, and so sure. here I come. I smoke through that thing, and and then there you guys were sitting at the bottom, right? Yeah, and we're you, at the you, bottom. What were you thinking when you were seeing me come we're, we're to? Like, the, Oh, man. Everybody watch. Burnett has to go down, and there's no snow. And then all of a sudden, here you come, just hauling the mail, just just going. And, and so, I, I yeah. thought you were maybe going to make it. Yeah. Didn't you just catch a tree, like, right in your A-arms? So I, I hit this bush, and when I hit the bush, that sent me into the tree. And, you know, as these things are happening, this is, this is what's crazy, is I still, at that moment, I had a plan. I mean, I, I knew it, it wasn't a great plan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was um, the only plan. You it was the only. It was the only plan, and that plan was okay. I am going to hold on to my sled the very last second here. I'm going to counter steer it. I'm going to throw it. Yep. And and oh, I forgot to tell. tell this was Dan Adams' chaos sled from Polaris. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. And and so I ended up doing that, ditching the sled, and and I. You know, we talk about people getting tomahawked, right? Uh -huh. I got helicoptered. So <laughs> I, 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 you see me flying through the air, and I, 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 I'll never forget what uh, Titzer said, Brandon. He's, he's like, I thought we just watched you die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it did look really bad, yeah. but luckily you landed pretty gracefully. But, yeah, la landed good, and and actually nothing even happened to the sled, and and uh, yeah. And what was crazy about that is, and and this is this is what, this is what I think about when I think about the climb backcountry team is, there was no cameras, there was no nothing. It was yeah. just a bunch of guys doing dumb shit. Yep, exactly. And, and yeah. it was, but <laughs> but was again, uh, uncomfortable being comfortable. And there was, <laughs> I pushed the uncomfortable. Uh, all of us did. Oh, yeah. That day. Every one of us were uncomfortable. Like, yeah. One guy would go, the next guy would go higher, and then that guy was like, "Well, why did I come up here?" 
Yeah. So, yeah, that, it that, was so much All fun. of us stopping on edge, just like, where do we go? <laughs> <laughs> what do I do now? And when we stopped, all the snow rolled out. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Very tricky and technical and... I mean, but, like, those are the rides that we remember. Like, oh, yeah. Because we only get a handful of them, so we make sure that we remember them and make them count yeah. when we're all out there. I don't I don't know if you guys remember. Um, so, Kyle. So, it was Kyle's first backcountry team ride, right? Yeah. yeah. And so, he's out there being being the young gun, right? Trying to show, like, show. He was excited. He was, yeah, ex- he was that's excited. A, that's a good way to put it. I didn't. Mine wasn't as nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, was ex- he was excited. And. He sticks his sled in a crap spot, like Nasty terrible spot. spot. And right so, above a cliff. Right, right above a cliff, yep. And and I see I see Luke. Uh, Luke goes up and, and he parks a little ways away and who else came someone who else came to were you there yeah. to help? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was yeah. over there. Me, yeah. Luke, and yeah. you. And and so so I'm down at the bottom. And I'm looking, and I saw you guys had to walk into Kyle. That, that, so when Luke Rainey and Andy Thomas have to walk <laughs> into something, that's, that's telling you what it is. Yeah. And I'm at the bottom of this thing, and I'm looking. I'm like, dude, there's a little shelf. I can park there so I don't want to walk. Yeah. And I'm looking at this thing, and, and I'm like, I'm like oh, I probably shouldn't, but okay, I really I'm want to. And, and I start my sled, and I get up there, and I park it, and, and then – instantly regretting my decision <laughs> as I park on that spot and I'm looking and I'm like that's a cliff that's, that's another a, cliff, that's cliff. Yeah. where and and, and I, Luke's like where are you gonna go <laughs> I'm like well I think I need to go this way he's like you think you could fit through those trees <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my gosh and you know the, when I get up there I'm like, man, I'm on a 155 chaos that yep. likes a little bit of ski lift, <laughs> and I'm on this skatey snow, and, yeah. and oh, I'm like, all right, boys, I need a ski pull like you've never ski pulled before. <laughs> and uh, You even got a bumper push out of that. I, I got think. a bumper push yeah. even, too. And so it, the, that line was not about helping Kyle. That was about me, like, again, just putting myself in a scenario where I know what I need to do and I need to do everything perfect. So I don't wreck this snowmobile. Right, that is not yours. <laughs> that wasn't mine. I swear, wrecked Dan. I swear, Dan wrecked this, not me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and and so you know that was that was pretty cool to hear. You know, getting down to the bottom and, and hearing you and Luke kind of talk about that. Like, we didn't think you were going to make that. Yeah. I was like, I didn't think I was going to make it either. Actually, <laughs> actually, that's not true. I I, I go into line thinking I'm going to make yeah. it. Yeah, uh, I mean that's how I ride. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's those times when you're like, ah, I don't know if I should. And then you're like, either talk yourself out of it or into it. And if you talk yourself out of it, you always regret it. But if you do it, that's when you get better. And yeah. then that's when you're happy the next time. You're like, I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, and, and go ahead, Russ. Well, yeah, you just, you, you, once you start that that cycle of pushing yourself and, and putting yourself in those positions, then you get comfortable being uncomfortable, like we always talk about. And right. then you're like, oh. I've been in this situation. These scenarios repeat themselves. The train, all of these things kind of repeat themselves. And once you've done it, like Chris, you've done it so long that you, you're you like, oh, I've done this little maneuver so many times. It's a different spot, but I just got to re- repeat it. And then I can, I'll be fine. Right. Yeah. And, and I guess where that whole story brought me to, uh, or brings me back to is rewind back to 2016. Yeah. You guys were good riders. But there's a big difference between a good rider and a great rider. Right. And and one thing that that we I, were hungry. You we were, were you were hungry, hungry, right? And that's what I love to see when when we get clients, is I get a client who's a good rider 
and I give them a ride just like I did with you in yeah. 16, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm going to go get you stuck and I'm going to, you thought you were good, right? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I'm going to go show you you're good, but there's another level. Yeah. And what's so exciting for me is when I get that client back, maybe it's not next year, maybe it's not two years, but let's just use four years later on the Climb Backcountry team ride, I'm looking at Andy Thomas saying, Yes, <laughs> this boy is on it, yeah. and, and and both you and Justin, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think that that is such a rewarding part for me in my job and my business and this industry is to see progression, yeah. and it's why it's why I continue to ride the way I ride too, because I want you know I I love I love pushing myself. I I do not need motivation uh, yeah. from from anybody. Uh, and, uh, it's, I, I'm a very self-motivated person, uh, both in life and business and, and writing. And so that's very enjoyable for me. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I think the coolest thing that, you know, Andy and I are, are pretty good buddies partially because we're both kind of in similar situations. Just he's in the race world and I'm in your world, uh, Chris. And, you know, we're both young on hungry like we just talked about and that's why i'm always like whenever i see andy uh on instagram or i'm watching stuff i'm always pulling for him because i i have that same feel i relate to him yeah like wanting to get it done yeah and we push each other in different ways and and that's one thing that you i have in common ross with chris is we're both motivated like and that's what it takes you just have to be hungry and you need to have self-motivation with the sport you know like that ride with you in 2016 i could have been like man I don't know if I can be as good as those guys or, or I, you know, I did what I did and I'm like, I'm going to ride as much as I can until I can do that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I, I, am excited for you this year. Um, Thank you. Y- your guys' commitment, um, it's, you know, it's funny it, on, on the outside. It looks like, you, uh, how, how awesome you get to, you get to go hill climb. You're yeah. doing, you get to go ride in the backcountry. <laughs> If, if people just had an ounce of an idea of how much time, money, effort, work, yeah. all of it that, that has to go into it um, to... It's pretty crazy. It's crazy it. how many people ask me here. They're like, so you take your winter off? And I don't. I work a full-time job through the winter. Wow. So, which is... And nobody... You know, like a lot of people would say, I don't have time or whatever, but I just don't sleep a lot. And I try to <laughs> keep my body healthy, you know, yeah. eat good and stay healthy and it all works out it's it's the motivation the the self-motivation it's exciting you know you don't need a lot of sleep when you're excited yep yep. because you're just motivated and you want to get it done and and we love it we have such a huge passion for snowmobiling so it's not that hard you know to get three or four hours of sleep for two months in a row yeah you know every night and so that's what's cool about it is there's so much progression with snowmobiling and that's why i love it so well it's 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 easy it's easy to make excuses. It is. Uh, it's it, very easy to just be like, oh, I don't want to wrap that snowmobile tonight. And then the next night, you've got to wrap another one, plus put a turbo on. And then all of a sudden, it's Friday. You have all this stuff to do, and you need to test on Saturday because you, it's your only day off that week. And yeah. So it's or, just or, always getting stuff done. Or in your situation, right? I You you, you work your, your job, right. right? At night, you, you work on your sleds, uh-huh. and then it would be awesome to sleep in. But oh, well, man. oh yeah. Hold on, I gotta be, I gotta be in shape. So yeah, I gotta, yeah. I gotta wake up early and I gotta work out. Yeah. Right. And so, <laughs> that's kind of funny about me is I am not a morning person. So I actually work out every day from after work from like four to five thirty or five thirty to six, and then I just make it. I'm like, I will work out for an hour today, 
and then stay up an hour later, you know, because yeah. I'm just, I'm not a morning person. I can't get a lot done in the morning. <laughs> like I'm like really good at drinking coffee and driving to work and then getting started. But yeah. so, yeah, I just make the time I can. I know my body and it's, it's not in the morning that yeah. I get to work out. Well, but. and, and I guess again, you know, one of the, one of the, the quotes, uh, from social that I love and, and, uh, this person motivates me, uh, Cameron Haynes, right. Uh-huh. Bo, Bo Hunter is, oh yeah. Nobody cares. Work harder. Yeah. Uh, because y- I- I- anytime, anytime I hear the, eh, well, but, and all I can think before they even finish the sentence, I don't give a shit. Yeah. yeah. Work harder. Nobody else does either. Yeah. yeah. So because it's it's like like we said, it's just it's easy to take the easy route, yeah. and um, it's just not the way I I was built. And I I truly believe all of us have that drive and desire inside of us it's just whether you want to use it or not yeah Yeah. for sure that's funny you say that because this week i was doing a workout and i was just dying i was being such a negative nancy (laughs) (laughs) i was on my second mile and we were doing a few other things some deadlifts and some pull-ups and stuff but halfway through the mile i'm just like thinking about walking and i've never ever walked during a run i always tell myself i'll run until i fall down and uh i was like who are you having a pity party to? Like, <laughs> I, just talking to myself. I'm like, nobody cares except that King of Kings championship trophy at Jackson. It's the only thing that cares about what you're doing right now. So you make a choice if you're going to quit and walk or if you're going to go. And it's like a total picked up some energy. Yeah. And I just went. But yeah. it's it's mindset and just knowing what you want and going after it. And not been, being lazy. It's no been, excuses. Yeah, you're, you're 100% right. And and one, one of the things, so... Um, over the last three years, uh, almost four years now, uh, I've I've started to take uh, fitness and nutrition uh, a lot serious, yeah. and and it's been incredible to see the differences uh, in my day to day and my riding and performance. Uh-huh. Um, but one of the things that in in my particular workout program I do, it's called Mountain Tough. Uh, Mountain Tough, it's it's definitely geared towards uh, the hunting side of things and elk hunting and everything. But one of the things that that they stress more than the workout itself is the mental fortitude. And it's every time, so just like what you had there, right? Uh Mentally, if 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 your mind is there and your mind says you can do it, the body is capable of amazing things. It's insane. Yeah. You can heal yourself, I swear. <laughs> with, with a positive mindset and just wanting something. But yeah, yeah, I listened to a podcast this week, and they were talking about how um, there's this person that was having migraines every single day, and the doctor gave him a sugar pill, but told him it was this new pill that it's supposed to work. They're testing it out on this person. that's supposed to be the coolest migraine pill there is. It's just a sugar pill. It does absolutely nothing. This person within a couple of days was like, I haven't had a migraine. Like, and then at the end of the month, it was so amazed. Like, what is this? And they told them, and it's just like, mindset is such a powerful thing. Yeah. Like, it's to- you can if you think you have a headache, you're going to have a headache. Yeah. <laughs> I think you just gave me a headache. That, <laughs> that placebo effect. And I think that, the one that you're talking about, actually, they they told them it was a sugar pill, and but they understood the placebo effect of the mind can trick you into feeling this way yeah. and they they're like can you just keep giving me that pill <laughs> like i don't i don't care that it's not doing anything like it it is the mental side of it that changes yeah. it all for me so it's hilarious it's so yeah. funny but awesome. kind of crazy uh well R- ryan is yelling at us yeah <laughs> uh, so um 
Andy, I really appreciate it. I, I wish you tons of luck this Thank year. You. Thanks uh, for you, having me. And, and, you know, really just keep doing what you do, dude. Uh, keep working hard. Great attitude. You're, I love uh, seeing guys like yourself working hard, putting yourself up where you need to be in this industry. And yeah. we need more. It's so great to see guys like yourself doing that. And, and like we talked about, the only reason you're where you are at today is because you work your butt off. Yeah. So uh, it's awesome to have you. We'll be checking in again, and uh, we'll be watching for you on the Rimshaw Circuit. Awesome. I'm going to call you Thank on you. this podcast when you when I see you on top of that podium, Andy. So <laughs> okay. I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Right. Thanks, okay. guys. All right. Uh, so, Roscoe, dude, I think this has been our best podcast yet. Dude, we have a stacked field. Yeah. It's been insane. So, yeah. Uh, we're yeah, we're at an hour here, and we got to run. So, thank you guys for listening um, to Wide Open Episode 9 right here um, with some climb athletes just talking about what the, those guys have going on. And uh, be sure to subscribe um, wherever you're at. Share stories. That is the greatest. When you share a story and tag us, we know you're listening, and we appreciate it a lot. So And we'll, be, we'll, we'll share those stories for you guys, too, so yep. appreciate that. Yep. And uh, whew, we'll, we'll be right back. <laughs> All right. See you guys. See you guys.